Why should you thank God when life feels so blah? We're interrupting our season to include this needed bonus episode. See, today we're going to discuss three reasons to thank God, especially when life gets tough. You ready? Let's work. Wagwan, how you doing? (laughs) How is your soul? I'm grateful to say that all is well here, and I'm praying that the same can be said for you and yours. Now, fam, I got to be honest, this is literally my favorite time of year. I am so ready for all of the festivities, the Friendsgiving, the Thanksgiving, the Christmas around the corner. Like, our tree is up. We have been partying. My kids, if I let them, they'll make cookies every day. So this is that. But I also know that this same time of year for a lot of people can be triggering emotionally. So what I wanted to do today was simply create a quick bonus episode that'll at least bring a level of encouragement to your soul. I love this time of year so much that I wrote not one, but two seven-day devotionals for one for Thanksgiving and one for Christmas, just on the power of giving thanks and then why the Advent season, why Christmas matters. It is not too late for you to download your copy. Just head over to sanpope.com and pick it up. S-A-H-N-P-O-P-E. It is free. And I do hope that it'll be a companion to you during this holiday. And for Christmas, you can do the same thing. Can't wait for y'all to pick it up and um, use them both to combat the languishing that may be happening for us around the holiday season. And speaking of languishing, back in April, he did update the article in October, but Adam Grant, who I am a big fan of, he wrote this really dope article in the New York Times about languishing. And I felt super synced if I could say it that way. But I feel like I'm not the only one. So I just want to read a few lines for you from the article so you can see what I mean. He says this. He's a professor. He's a psychologist. Google him. Um, He's also a writer. He's writing. He wrote this book called Think Again that I absolutely love. You should check it out. Let me get to his quote. He said this in his article. In psychology, we think about mental health on a spectrum from depression to flourishing. Now, flourishing is the peak of well-being. You have a strong sense of meaning, mastery, and mattering to others. Depression is the valley of ill-being. You feel despondent, drained, and worthless. Now, languishing is the neglected middle child of mental health. It's the void between depression and flourishing. The absence of well-being. You don't have any symptoms of mental illness, but you're not the picture of mental health either. You're not functioning at full capacity. Ooh, languishing dulls your motivation, disrupts your ability to focus, and triples the odds that you'll cut back on work. It appears to be more common than major depression, and in some ways, it may be a bigger risk factor for mental illness. Did I say supersynced? The part where he said, I'm pulling it up again, it's that you're not functioning at full capacity. Fam, 
I know I'm not the only one. Uh, it's me, oh Lord, saying in the need of prayer, okay? <laughs> We're at a place, whether it be because of the pandemic or just because this year has felt, first of all, it flew by, but it just feels so pressed and rushed. We're at a place where we're not functioning at full capacity. So I guess this is the part where I say you too, right? We we just talked about how wild the time has been for us these past couple of years. Honestly, I don't think it's ever happened in our lifetime where the entire world has collectively gone through like this. And the chaos of our time, it transcends every category and demographic. So in other words, since the start of 2020, regardless of your race, your economics, your gender, your spiritual state, whatever your choice is, whatever your lifestyle, you've been hit with a punch to the soul. So what do we do when that happens? And where do we go from here? For many people, the holidays can be a triggering season of grief and loss. For others, it's also a time of tension and feeling forced to be around people who may not care for you in the ways that you need. So how do we make sense of all that's happened to us while at the same time preserving our souls so we can be in the very best space that we can be? Well, we're going to do this quick episode, not just because the holiday happens every year, but because a life of Thanksgiving is a critical key to satisfaction. So real quick, let's get into three reasons why giving thanks can help you combat that languishing and the misery that may show up this holiday season. Number one, gratitude keeps your soul steady. Fam, if we've ever been given a gift by God, it is the gift of memory. Why? Because memory reinforces the spotless track record of God that despite all of it, he does all things well. There's this theologian. He's also a poet. His name was Søren Kierkegaard. And he said this, life is lived forward, but understood backwards. So we find ourselves in spaces and times where it doesn't feel okay. It does not make sense. Fam, keep living. I know for sure there are moments in your life where you can look back a year, five years, 10 years from now, and you can remember the moment when you were going through that valley time. You were going, what are we doing? This doesn't make sense. How am I going to? What about this? You had more questions than you had answers, right? And now you can stay where you are and go, oh, well, this is why that happened. And here is how that helped. Because life is lived forward, but it's understood backward. And the grace that is on our life and the beautiful truth of this is that we have a God who operates outside of time. So he's always going to understand what we have yet to walk into. And so giving thanks is a way of saying, hey, this feels uncomfortable. Uh, I don't know exactly what to do, but I thank you because you're trustworthy. I thank you because you're God. I thank you because I don't need to know it for it to be all right. That's number one. I'm gonna try and keep myself calm before I get happy in Jesus because 
when I thank him, I start to get a little happy. Y'all going to have to excuse me. Let's get to number two. Number two, thanking God, it nurtures your relationship with him. Fam, this great God of the universe, the master of all things, he is the source of all good things. So by acknowledging this truth, not only does it steady our soul, but it gives us the ability to preserve the soul from the decaying effects of depression. Because here's the thing, to thank someone, it means that for a season or an instance, you relied on them for something and they came through. How much more the God of all angel armies who is constantly looking out for you. When I say thank you, Jesus, I'm not just sharing gratitude for something that he did. Okay, you woke me up this morning. Thank you, Lord. Yes, but I'm also opening up the ability to cultivate my relationship with him because I'm starting to operate from a sense of thanksgiving. I'm giving thanks to who? And this is also why we've got to be careful in our practice of gratitude. It's not the universe. Fam, no. Could you imagine? Why would I thank the thing and not the creator of said thing? Thank the creator. His name is God. Yahweh, Jehovah, the Lord, Jesus Christ, ruling, reigning king of kings. If we're going to thank somebody, thank the true source. Not, Not the thing that was created from the source. You know what I'm saying? So when we do that, when we, when we thank him, it opens up a nurturing relationship, right? Because it also postures me in a place of humility. And we know how God feels about humility, right? This is the thing that brings him close. How do we know this? The scriptures say that he what? He resists the proud. My dad preached this um, text one time. And I remember he, he described it as God gives a stiff arm. To the, crowd, to the proud, to the one that is proud, if you ever want a stiff arm from God, be arrogant and unthankful. It's the quickest way to absolve yourself from the presence of the Lord. But if you ever want him close, just start thanking him. Ooh-wee. Let me get to number three, because I'm telling you, thank God there's no organ around me. I just, I'm about to shout anyway once we finish recording, but man, There's something that happens to your soul when you can lift your hands, surrender your heart to the God who cares and loves, and just begin to say, thank you, Jesus. You didn't have to, but you did. And you did because you were willing. And you're willing because you're loving. And your love never fails. Okay, number three, gratitude opens you up to experience the full spectrum of life. Here's reason number 349 of why I love the Bible, why I love the scriptures, because it is the same scripture that tells me to rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. That same book has an entire chapter called Lamentations, where people are given the space to grieve, weep, wail, and lament. 
Here's the thing about this walk. I don't have to fake the funk with God when he allows me to hold two truths simultaneously. I can be excited about a new project and sad about a failed one. I can ask God for a new relationship while grieving the end of an old one. I can thank him for open doors while wiping my tears at the ones that closed. I can do both and more because I can still trust God with my heart when he says to me, you can thank me for what you lost and thank me for what you're learning. You can thank me for what you had and thank me for what you're receiving. The idea that in all things, we can give God thanks, that opens up the ability to see life in right perspective. Now I'm not expecting God to be my Santa Claus or my sugar daddy. Now he's simply God of the mountain and the valley, of the good times and the bad. Why? Because through thanking him, my perspective shifts into right, mature understanding of life. Fam, take back your holidays. Take them back. I'm not offering you magic. I'm not saying that all you got to do is say Jesus three times, spin around two times, slap your neighbor and speak in tongues. And all of a sudden this miracle of your mood will appear. Nah. But what I am saying is that you have the opportunity to face your issues and overcome them. Because gratitude to God creates a barrier to despondency. Gratitude to God pushes back the dark. It just does. Thanksgiving is an act of acknowledgement and remembering. You remember that time he opened an impossible door? Or what about when he repaired what you thought couldn't ever be fixed? What about when he gave you peace in the midst of terror and joy, when everybody thought that last blow was supposed to take you out? Now, what about when he woke you up and put a song in your heart after a season and night of crying? See, thinking makes you thankful when you acknowledge that without God, you can do nothing. And it gets even better when you know to your toes that you have a God who is not only capable, but willing to give you peace, joy, wisdom, and love. He's not like that adult in your life that could do it, but constantly withheld their love and effort for whatever reason. See, God's love won't fail. And it's safe to say that most of us know what it's like to experience love failing around us, whether it be early in our lives with a neglectful or preoccupied parent or caretaker. Maybe it was later in your life with your first love, introducing your soul to a pain you didn't know could exist. It could have been later in life after you've done your very best and sacrificed to raise your kids. And then they turn around and dismiss all of your efforts, which is a legit irrational fear of mine. Pray for me. Whatever your story is where love failed, the love of God won't ever leave you lacking. His love is steadfast, it's secure, and it's good. And when we truly believe that we'll walk with hearts full of gratitude, we'll be open to his leadership. This is my prayer for us this holiday season, fam, that we drop the defenses and rest, truly find rest in his love. 
So don't let whatever happened to you deter you from love. Receiving it from God and others and then giving it out to those in your community. No matter what's to come for the rest of this year into the next, may you look back with assurance and be able to say it like the saints used to say and still do. That God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. A thankful heart can say that. Thank you for being with me today. It's always a joy to be with you. Now, tell me what we cooking. See, I discovered this snapper recipe uh, I'm currently in love with. It's a winner in our house. And I also found this other recipe for a sweet potato loaf or, or bread or whatever. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait to try it. I think it has pecans or walnuts, some sort of nuts in there. It looks amazing. Uh, now, you already know, this sorrel, bring this sorrel, come. It's never the holidays if there's no sorrow. Argue with your mom. We are hosting dinner this year and I'll be posting food and fun with the kids and everything in my stories. So holla back at me. I want to see all of the food that y'all make. I'll share with you what we doing over at this house. Now, don't forget to visit sampope.com for more soul content. And you can always follow me on IG. That's where I'll be posting the stuff in my stories. I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy this season, fam. Get those days off, take those days off, and rest. Resist the temptation to sink into sadness. Choose joy. Resist and choose joy. You've got life. And if you've got life, then you've got hope. And this hope won't ever make you ashamed. I'm rooting for us, okay? All right, fam, I'm signing off right here. That's it for me. Remember, you're only going to hear one of two statements on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Love you. Talk soon.